Hi, Richard. Yo. Do you like YouTube influencers? No, I don't. <laughs> That's not Generally true. speaking. It's not true. You have like five you love in the headphone community. No, I, I'm fine with it. I don't like the one. I, there's certain ones I don't like. Um, like who? I have a child. I have children. Oh, it's a lot. It's a I, lot. You know, influencers that are like, check it out. Look what I can do with it. A half-filled water bottle and like coins. Oh, and boy. And then my kids just shed IQ points. <laughs> it is roughed. <laughs> it's like those al- I don't like. It's like alcohol for children, like or like just- the ones that run into like the middle of a you know street in Milan and set up a basketball net and then ask people to shoot into it and then they cheer around the old man who gets it in. It's it is it is uh, a lot of it is terrible, but there are some very good inform. There's this wonderful gardening influencer that I like out of New Jersey. I forget his name. I can get his name. What do you think quick. about? Oh, okay, fine. What do you What do you think about Mr. Beast? I don't know that influencer. Is he big? He's more famous than like Barack Obama. Wait, seriously? Yeah. I don't know anything about this guy. Well, I'm going to tell you about him because there's a good article, and we should talk about show you an illustration of mr beast oh boy holding it up you're looking at a white guy with light colored eyes who's got a big open mouth you know okay in shape roughly what's his specialty he is so there's an article it's in the new york times magazine and uh it's called how mr beast became the willy wonka of youtube it's by max reed who is a genuinely wonderful and thoughtful technology commentator i've known max for a long time okay and um and so what Max did is he just went in deep on who this person is, how they became so influential, and the kind of stuff they do. So kind of stuff they do would be like, I am going to pay for a thousand cataract operations. Okay. And then we're going to profile, we're going to go, you know, film people as they get their eyesight back. Okay. So they're going to like a third world country where... It's all around the world, but a lot in the U.S. Oh, okay. And it's sort of like, and so the deal is like, hey, I'm monetizing through you millions of fans Mm -hmm. and I'm going to take that money and I'm going to do this amazing stunt. And the stunt might be charity. He did one where it's like, you're all going to get dropped on an island, and the person who's the last to leave the island mm-hmm. gets the island. Mm-hmm. Bought an island for you know a, a half a million bucks or a million bucks. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the okay. contest winner. So contests okay. that are stunt style stuff. Okay, and then it gets put on YouTube. Apparently, he grew up studying YouTube. Like as an adolescent, he looked at stats and all he thought about for his entire adolescence through adulthood, he's I think late 20s now, uh, was YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. How do I win? How do I game the algorithm? What do the previews need to look like? You know how it's always like that type with the big smiley face in the front? Yeah, the still. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the thumbnail is always like, oh my God. Exactly. So that's this person's religion. Okay. And so all, this guy has nailed that. And what, what Max breaks down in a really interesting way, and I think that this is a kind of, it's a deep point, right? Which is like, all right, so this guy, who knows how moral he is? He obviously prefers moral acts over amoral acts, but the reality is like 
big charity stunts drive traffic. Right. And yeah. growth is the only goal here. I want to get more followers. I want to get mm -hmm. more money from mm -hmm. YouTube. Mm -hmm. I want to do bigger stunts because that gets more attention. Mm -hmm. And so the incentives of the that these platforms create. So what happens is like, you know, during the Trump campaign 2016, there were all these wacky incentives in Facebook. So you had like Macedonian hackers making viral content mm -hmm. about how Joe Biden was secretly a reptile. And everybody's like click, clicking on that, right? Yeah. This is sort of the pause. It's the same dynamic, but it's the sort of like YouTube approved version, which mm -hmm. is I'm going to get more and more audience by doing more and more dramatic, ridiculous, but legal things that are mm -hmm. ultimately positive. I'm going to get a thousand people their eyesight back. Okay. Around the world, right? And it's going to be, and I'm going to produce it really well, and it's going to get tens of millions of people are going to look at it, maybe more. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get so much money from that, and I'm going to plow that money back into an even bigger stunt with even more mm -hmm. engagement, right? And this is fascinating because there's no niche. It's only growth. The only goal is growth. Right. This is not about, yeah. This is not about a particular program, is what I'm hearing. Can I say something that's extremely undergrad, but I think true, and then I want you to beat it up? Sure. This is the alignment of the media industry with capitalism. It's like the end game. It's the end game, because it is... It is yeah, absolutely growth focused and content is utterly secondary to growth. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what you have here, right, if you look at the the apparatus of like advertising historically, there's a bunch of moving pieces to it. There were and everybody got their their cut, right? There was the ratings agencies that sure. like their reports were huge because it told you which show was number one. Hey, welcome back. Cotter is number one with a bullet. That's right. right? And when a show's number one, you can sort of price it. Now, do you have to price it against some exact algorithm, like a formula? No. So what you had was ABC saying, hey, you know what? Our audience has gotten bigger and bigger, and, and we're getting the 18 to 35. So we're going to charge you this much, right? So there's an arbitrariness full circle, right? And well, then you've and got let's, the ad buyers. Let's look at the function there, right? Because you're describing a market. Okay, so the market is the ratings agencies, like ratings agencies, like Moody's. Yeah. Saying, how, what is the quality of the asset? And you have buyers who are advertisers who represent large brands. Yes. And you have sellers who create content and then literally, especially in network TV, used to blast it out over big oh. sticks that they put in the sky. But there's one more. Okay. Uh, which is the, the brokers in between. When the Saudis show up and say, I'm going to get into golf. Uh-huh. You don't show you. There's a particular rate card that comes together, regardless uh, I, of how many people are viewing it. You know, it's funny. It's just th that moment. So you're talking about the fact that like there's a, a merger between the Saudi golf organization and like the PGA, right? Yes. Okay. So this happened, and everyone was really against this. Yeah. And then it got quiet. Well, money. Just and you could feel it. There's a throbbing force of unlimited capital. Yeah. Where everybody's like, no, no, we're never going to do this. So, right so what you have there, that's not a market. That's oh, not interesting. A market. You don't see that as a market. No, it's a reputation no, market. No, you know though. what? Look, look. Hey, look, man. I, I used to run an agency. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling a very large investment bank uh, that I was going to charge them very differently than the nonprofit library 
li- librarian organization <laughs> that we charged. I don't know why, and, you know. But and yeah. I was like, we're going to do that because you need us. We have value to you. And I know who you are. This, okay. Let- I know who this, like the broker on Madison Avenue, who's the ad buyer, when the Saudis show up and say, we really want to, we're going to build a city. We're going to dig a ditch in the desert and build a city in it that doesn't use electricity. Mm-hmm. And we want to advertise. I know exactly what to charge them. This is what is so fascinating about the economy inside YouTube, which is there is no broker. It is, and this is, goes back to your point. By being wholly focused on growth, there is nobody who's going to step in and take their vig. Like there's nobody who's going to be like, ah, ah, you're, you're, you're heading up to tier double A, which means now you got to come talk to me. There's nobody. YouTube has said, this is the formula. Good luck. Well, and we, so this we, guy- We talked about this the other day with like, you know, Facebook. Reddit has a weird marketplace where mod labor is essential for their growth. Sure. And so they're they're currently still like there's a mod strike going on yep. on Reddit, right? So uh, as as we're recording, but Facebook doesn't. Facebook is just like, you want to manage a group, you manage a group. Don't make any trouble for me. Yeah, right. It's just That's right. I, I gave you the box. Shut up. And YouTube, I mean YouTube, it is a little more complicated. There are more middlemen involved. There are advertisers. You get cuts of things. There are talent agents who focus. But on growth YouTube. drives. Growth drives, and Mr. Beast is his own creation. Yes. Mr. Beast has his own staff, his own world. Oh, no, no, no. That's an empire. He's built a little empire there, but he need, YouTube is his platform. And the pact he has with YouTube, look, I'm sure YouTube has visited him, but the pact he has is like, look, you make us a penny, you can keep a tenth of it or whatever it is. I, he, and he's like, he all follows right, all the rules. I'm gonna all make, the rules. I'm going to make you lots of pennies. Yeah. Lots and lots of pennies. He, he and you're going to make me rich. He follows their rules in the spirit, not just to the letter, right? Like he, he's, yeah. he is a creation of YouTube. And I think what's wild too is you look at these, he's as big as network TV. Bigger in I'm some I'm not ways, surprised. Right? Like it, it's just shocking. And then, um, and it's, this is the first time I've seen a serious profile of him in the, in the times, right? Like, like, you know, if, if, um, I don't know if, if like an extra on succession has a story to tell, they can tell that story. Yeah. But, yeah. but this guy is yeah. like, everybody's like, he's oh, a force. What? Yeah. what? Where'd he come from? And yeah. Meanwhile, I've been, I've been, I don't know if I've ever watched a full video, but I've seen him everywhere for years now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and this. Do you like him? This is not content for me. Okay. I like just flat out. Now, do I like other influencers who stare at the camera and do stuff that I'm really, I think is interesting around like computers or synths? Sure. Okay. Do I want to see It's not you're not the audience. Do I want to see real life Squid Game where yeah. like I don't like I personally as a person who was broke uh, yeah. growing up, I don't like things where lower middle class and poor people have to put on a show to get money in healthcare. I feel that, that that makes me feel it's not just like a like a, a leftist progressive thing. It just brings out a lot of bad feelings for me. Yeah. Like when I didn't have enough pairs of pants. Yeah, and like to be clear, I'll tell you something Mr. Beast did that I didn't do. I didn't cover the cost of a thousand cataracts. I, this is what's right? tricky, right? right? Well, and but that's here's, what's tricky. Here's what's funny is that he doesn't actually, he's like, Essentially, like I'm gonna take the money from the algorithm and do this with it. I mean, he still bought himself a house and a car. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But it's it's like yeah, he's funding 
his new content with the money he's making. What he's saying is that the attention you give me in the attention economy, I will translate it into altruistic and interesting acts. I don't buy that. No, but that's what he says. Like that's the article sort of goes into that. That's a good line. But that is the dynamic that the audience expects. We recently talked to somebody as we were showing our product. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a product called a board sponsors this podcast. We talked to somebody and we showed it to them and they're like, this is really great. This would be really, really valuable. And uh, we're like, cool. What would you pay for it? And he was like, pay for it? Yeah. It's a professional with a small business. He's yeah. like, I, I, I don't really pay for software. Like, what are you talking about? That was about? alien. Yeah. Him. And and like for him, he's in a market in which uh, like he's in the middle of a marketplace and everyone has their hands in his pockets. Mm. Like he is essentially kind of owns a franchise and people are, he uses services provided by the friend, but he uses third-party web services and everybody's fleecing him. And he's just like, yeah, that's how the world works. Yeah. So like, you're going to give me software and then you're going to mine my data and then mm -hmm. we're going to be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. like, and we're like, yeah. no, we don't really want to do that. I think most human beings now understand our industry and the content industry to be this like endless extractive cycle. And it's depressing, but I think that's how they see it. Yeah. And so this guy's coming in and saying the counter, which is if I make a bunch of money, I'm going to turn it into doing good things. We're going to take, it's still going to be the same extractive cycle. It's fine. He's going to buy a nice car. No worries. Yeah. But it's going to be the same extractive cycle, except now I'm going to tell you how it works. And then we're going to tilt it in a way that we all think is really great, which yeah. is giving people eyesight. I'm torn about this. Um, uh, on one side, I don't like that a camera is staring at someone like getting their bandages, bandages removed uh, mm -hmm. and like, you know, effectively exploiting an emotional moment. It was kind of uh, bad when Oprah did it too, though, right? It's, it's kind of bad when Oprah did it. But at the same time, that person did get the surgery that he otherwise would not have gotten. There's an old uh, a lot. A lot of them are like in the article, like they're they're Mr. Beast fans. They're like so yeah. excited. They're like, yeah. I got my eyesight back. You know, many years ago, I'll close it with this. Many years okay. ago, uh, uh, McDonald's had started using uh, recyclable brown paper bags. There was a day when McDonald's, I'm old enough to mention this. Styrofoam. It was styrofoam and white. They were bleached paper. Yeah, people, which, are, people are actually associate that squishy styrofoam with childhood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. filet of fish was a blue styrofoam, mm -hmm. and the bag was white. Yeah, and then yeah. they moved on to paper... And then the bag went brown. <laughs> it really, but also it was when there would be photos of landfill, yeah. it would all, it would just be McDonald's wrappers yeah. everywhere. And then, and then, you know, the press kind of came out and it was like, well, this is disingenuous. They're obviously doing this so that they can pull at our heartstrings and blah, 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 like, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, like, you're McDonald's. You're going to pretend you care about the environment. And their response was essentially this. All of our stuff is now recyclable. That's look, which was essentially like, well, how about you look away from our intent and look at the result? And I think, I think about this guy. When I think about this guy, I think about that, which is, I could sit here and talk about like the beating ethical heart of McDonald's, or I could just conclude, you know what? There's no more styrofoam. They're not bleaching paper anymore. Everything is recyclable. Yeah, the food kind of stays in your body an extra seven days, but let's put that aside for a moment. Um, and that's good. It's a good outcome. Let's put aside intent. I'm going to simplify this for everybody, which is you don't have time and resources to have ideological frameworks about all the stuff that's going on. 
you, you don't save your time. Yeah, just literally like either join a temple, yeah, garden, read, yeah, or like something else. Read one of those like intro to philosophy books by you know a Princeton philosopher, yeah, yeah, yeah. and just go like I'm going to live my life this way. Because if you actually try to apply some razor to all of these situations, there's so much of everything. Yeah, you won't make it a day. Yeah, that's what happens to people on Twitter. Twitter, and you watch like the blood come out of their ears. I don't, I, I will say, last thought, even though I said my last thought was my last thought, I don't like my kids watching it. I don't like my kids watching a lot of YouTube because it turns their brain into vanilla pudding, but um, I don't like, my, my kids don't know what to make of it emotionally. When they're seeing these people in these incredibly vulnerable moments, um, yeah, they got a surgery or they got money and they're crying because they have a stack of hundreds in their hand. Yeah. That's a, I, I don't really, I don't really want to explain that they see me get angry about it i'm like why are you watching that that's ridiculous i would say and they're like what's ridiculous that's someone just gave someone money and they're real happy as a result what's so what's wrong with you dad i had right? a i had a funny moment with my son because i don't know it's the same problem he's getting into youtube and he likes to watch the video game stuff and i always worry that like how far are we away from him shaving the sides of his heads and saying like you know women were born to serve men like I, when's that going to happen because it's YouTube. Well, I'll send you certain YouTube channels you can recommend to him. It, it, I, you don't need us to recommend them. YouTube does a really good job. <laughs> and and then we, he's like, hey, do you want to look at these garbage pail kid cards with me? Because he's still eleven, you know. And we sat, <laughs> sat sat on my lap and we looked at garbage pail kid, and every like fifth or sixth, he'd be like, that one's kind of racist. He would say that. He'd say it. Uh, and yeah, I'm like, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. here we are. He's figuring he something it. out. Yeah. He's figuring. He he, yeah, yeah. he recognizes the world that he's in. Yeah. At eleven, and of course he does. That's what humans do. And you got to have a little faith that yeah. because this is their world. It's in a way that like coming home and watching what's happening on reruns while our parents drank or neglected us in the other room was our world. I mean, I was watching a cat chase a mouse. Oh yeah, Tom and Jerry. Until I was like thirteen. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, I was like, man, you were a little old for that, Rich. <laughs> there was a, there were only three channels, and the other stuff was like the news. It was there horrible. There were three channels. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, and so like you turned out, you know, we'll, we'll give you at least a B plus. Appreciate that. No worries. Like this is their world. They cannot escape from it, and all they can do is process it and then hopefully come to good, healthy, sensible decisions, and they're going to need to be able to say things like, Oh, that's kind of racist. Or like, oh, God, that doesn't feel right. Because yeah. it's always going to be there. Yeah. So I think it's right. just building the discrimination into the children. And them seeing you horrified isn't bad. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's not good. Bad. I also don't take the time to explain it, which I probably should. That's hard for the kind of dads that we are. <laughs> All right. So look. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by Aboard.com. Aboard.com lets you collect, organize, and collaborate on anything you can drop files in, bring in links from the web. It's incredibly smart with parsing stuff into a space where you and your friends or colleagues can work together. Check it out. We're taking uh, beta invites, beta requests, and we're waving people in pretty quickly. Aboard.com. And if you like us, check us out at ZiottiFord.com, at Twitter on uh, at ZiottiFord. And you can send us an email to hello at ziadiford.com. And also, uh, go check out How Mr. Beast Became the Willy Wonka of YouTube by Max Reeds from the June 12, 2023 New York Times. Uh, it's a very good, very thoughtful piece, and I'm glad that we were able to discuss it on this podcast. Yes. Bye. Have a lovely week.